Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio going on everybody we are back this is episode 211 of the dark windows podcast my name is kevin and my name is kevin had to pause for dramatic effect yeah well my name's kevin too so you know nobody cares though i know they don't (laughs) so you rolled history i rolled the history what do we uh what do you bring to the table then i was like you know I don't know what the fuck I wanted to do. I was, I, I got to be honest, purely honest. I was kind of like in a quandary, what I wanted to do. Um, and then I just kind of was like, I feel like doing something local, like Vermont local. Okay. And I kind of was looking for some, like, off the you know, wall kind of uh, different thing. And I happened to come across a um, little bit of a a case that was a trial that happened. It was a <clears throat> that revolved around a, a smuggling, because um, smuggling was kind of big time in Vermont. Yeah. Um, there was like two different eras. We've really. named a notch after it, actually. Yeah. Well, it actually that came from around this period. I'm assuming so. So um, this issue has to do with uh, Vermonters being upset that the new country that they were a part of now was telling them that they could not trade with whomever that they wanted to trade with. And, you know, Vermonters are like, we're stubborn as fuck. And we're like, nah, that's, we're a surly people. No. We really are. Yeah. So why I mentioned that the newly formed United States put the restrictions on trade was because, um, they did this to get back at our former dictator. I like to refer to him as, Great Britain. Um, and in 1807, this newly formed country put an embargo um, on Great Britain yeah, that forbade uh, anyone from trading with Great Britain. And it also forbade anyone from trading with uh, the British Canada. Yeah. Okay. Because fuck them. Yeah. That's why. So this didn't sit well for, with Vermonters because they wanted to be able to trade with whomever they wanted. Again, and, the surly people. Yeah, and they didn't just – they just did that. And this smuggling took place over uh, – took place from one side of the state um, to the other. So and it crossed over the Green Mountains into Lake Champlain. So we're <clears throat> trading from New Hampshire over into New York basically. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, in Lake not Champlain – Not that – New Hampshire really existed at that point in time. It was no Hampshire did. Oh, it did. Okay, it I was did. say I wasn't sure if it was still part of Massachusetts or not. No, New Hampshire actually was its own state. You know that, don't you? After a while, yes. Actually, Vermont was being fought we split. over. Was between New York and New Hampshire. Yes, but for a long time, yeah. it was part of the Massachusetts colony because well, it ran all the way up into Maine. It well, it didn't now. It, okay, I mean, this point where there's already a, a state. You know, we're a state. Okay. So is everybody else. That of the third original uh, east of, the of fucking Ohio. <laughs> yeah. There's only fourteen at this time. Yeah. Um. So it, Lake Champlain, because they went to that, is because of um the access it gave to Canada. Okay. Right. Because if you get up so far, you actually can get into Canada from there. Yeah. 
Um, it's via like a, a riverway, but you can get there. Um, now, one of the passes that cuts through the Green Mountains is now called Smuggler's Notch. That's it. Because it was used for smuggling of goods. Um, this smuggling would lead to Chittenden County Court's first recorded criminal case that would lead to a murder trial that is known as the Bla- uh, Black Snake Affair, which is what we were going to... That sounds sexy. <clears throat> yeah. This is what we're going to be ref- talking about. Um, so states' rights... If a woman doesn't end up chained to a radiator, I'm going to be a little disappointed. No. Uh, no. Yeah, I mean... no radiators during this time. This is 1800s. I, yeah, no, no, just a, it was a joke I was making, and it, it messed the mark. Well, there's no radiators. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. I know. No, I know. It's... I mean, if there was, it'd be fine. Yeah. That was a black snake moan joke, but... What? It was a black snake moan joke. It was the movie with Sam Jackson and Christina Ricci. Never seen it. Yeah, she got, he chains her to a radiator. It's it's a, not a great movie, but... You know, oh. It was a joke nonetheless, and it okay, clearly well, missed the mark. <laughs> well, yeah, well, if I had known where you were going with that one, I would have been like, oh, yeah, well, I would have gone with it, but I had no yeah, goddamn clue. Have. It's okay, though. <laughs> That's fine. Whatever. So, anyway, states' rights versus federal rights was uh, what this whole case was about. Trade with Canada was a pro- uh, profitable enterprise, and Vermont's strong lumber industry was a uh, resource valued by the Canadians, especially uh, potash. Man, back when we actually <clears throat> fucking had industry in the uh, state. Yeah. No, Damn. Known as Vermont's, quote, first cr- cash crop, potash was made from the burning of... Uh, Excess wood, not suitable for fuel or uh, construction. Potash was used for bleaching textiles as well as making uh, glass and soap. Potash was plentiful in Vermont and sold for up to $6 a barrel. Quite a sum at that time. Funny you mentioned soap. That's going to come up next week. <laughs> um, and actually, um, potash was one of the... Um, resources that was being produced in um oh fuck what's in it that that ghost town there down in uh uh um, 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 the one that's in the uh the Bennington Triangle um Glastonbury Glastonbury yep cuz they were producing that uh, up there but also i mean during this time you know, most people when they see pictures of Vermont, they think, "Oh, it's so pretty. It's you know, it's all made all this woods oh, and yeah, everything it's else." Great. Well, this was kind of like that beginning of, um, the like the trees being totally ripped out. I mean, cut down. Like, yeah. our mountains were were bare at one time. They don't look. I mean, our trees aren't. You know, what maybe. If if they're a hundred years over a hundred years old, it's probably you know, they might if they're one hundred and fifty, that's probably a long shot. Yeah, most um, likely. Yeah, I mean they're not that old. They're not like you know some of the the redwoods out in California, or some of the trees. Probably no, because in. it took white people longer to get to California than it did to Vermont and destroy everything there. Well, most some of the reason you know because they were using the lumber to you know sell to Canada, but also. We started to cut it down because um, the we actually started to raise sheep here. Yep. And the number of sheep, like, I mean, one time here, the number of sheep outnumbered the population of people, which is at the same time, at one time, the number of cows. Oh, that was pretty uh, recent, too, with the whole um, cow population. Outnumbers, yeah. The cows outnumber the population of the humans. Not anymore, but they used to. Yeah. Because their anymore. fucking dairy industry has been destroyed also by big companies from out of state that like to come in and fucking buy out mom and pop shops and, you know, fuck everything up. Well, it's not only just it's not only just that. It's it's the fact that um, it's not really that with farms. Farms are are the fact that uh, you if you're not if you're not a big time farm, if you don't have. Like a thousand head of ha- cattle, head of cattle, yeah. then you're pretty much you're, you're gonna get put out of business. Really, I mean, yeah, some stay yeah, around, not many, you know, but there's not many. Um, so anyway, so six dollars a barrel, 
for potash that's at that time was a good lump sum of money um and so uh illegal trade with canada actually exceeded in volume after the embargo although vermonters were not happy with the embargo the federal government took serious steps to stop the illegal smuggling which they considered a tr- uh, treasonable affair yeah Do- dr yeah <laughs> uh yabez uh, yabez penman you fucking U- made that up just now no, no <laughs> i did not uh u.s collector of customs for vermont was assigned by uh, federal the federal government the task of curtailing the smugglers he federally deputized several state militiamen and recruited a team of federal customs agents now i didn't i didn't know until actually doing this research that the militia or at least some of the militia guys were federalized yeah i always thought they were just you know kind of uh, of deal yeah voluntary you know they come and go um but they weren't actually weren't so the black snake is um, a boat. Now this is because the black snake you know, being a boat, and this is ho- what it's all about. This whole black snake affair is about a boat. Okay, okay? that it was being used to do the smuggling. Uh, it was a forty-foot single-masted, seven-oared uh, ship commissioned to ferry passengers between Charlotte, Vermont, and uh, Essex, New York. Which, they're kind of, uh, I believe it's kind of like Kitty Corner from each other. Yeah. You know, you have to go up a little bit yep. to get to Essex. You sure do. Um, now, on August on an August night in 1808, the Black Snake was hauling a uh, much d- a different load, contraband potash. She was concealed along the banks of the Winooski River while her crew was ashore preparing for the voyage. Before they could get underway, the Black Snake was boarded by a Federal Revenue Cutter. Now, I didn't know what the hell that meant, so I actually had to look it up. Uh, the Federal Revenue Cutter Service, that's what it was called, mm-hmm. uh, it employed federal cutters to enforce uh, maritime laws. Was established, it, They were established in 1790 to collect much-needed revenue for a post-revolutionary war U.S. Treasury, and, determine, and to terminate well-established smuggling activities along the Atlantic coast, and also on Lake Champlain. Yep. Uh, the newly elected first president, George Washington, gave the task of organizing the Cutter Service to Alexander Hamilton, the nation's first Secretary of Treasury. Uh, Hamilton enlisted the help of customs collectors by inquiring in two Treasury Department uh, circulars dated uh, 2nd October 1789 and 23 September 1790. Whether smuggling uh, existed in their districts and if uh, they needed boats to secure revenue. Overwhelmingly, the collectors replied that smuggling was rampant. Armed with collectors... Response, Hamilton uh, presented Congress with a bill on 20 April 1790 calling for the establishment of a revenue cutter service. So I had to actually, when I looked this up, I actually had to, uh, this, so this is actually verbatim from uh, right. the, uh, what is it, what is it? A dictionary. I can't name what the dictionary is online, but anyway. Um, so, but, so at this time, Congress passed Hamilton's bill on 4 August, 1790, empowering the president to build and equip 10 boats for the service. North Carolina received one of these boats. So, um, now the boat that dis- uh, discovered, um, that was the cutter. Uh, for this service that caught it, that discovered the black snake mm-hmm. was um, named the fly. That's gross. Okay. And they actually uh, commandeered the vessel, taking her and her load under custody. Uh, this all uh, happened because a tip from that was given to Dr. Penniman and his militia. 
uh, they were able to successfully stop the crew of the Black Snake before they were able to even get an oar into the water. A lieutenant named Daniel Farrington of the Federal Militia ordered some of the flies crewed on to board the Black Snake. Soon enough, both of these vessels would be headed down the Winooski River. Now, uh, the Winooski River actually connects with Lake Champlain. Yep. So it's like one of uh, Vermont's actually largest rivers. It's not. It's not the largest, but it's it's widest. And it's um, kind of gross too, actually. But that's more yeah. a recent thing because of the quote unquote accidental sewage leaks that happen into the lake once a year at about the same time, and it's usually about the same amount of sewage, about four hundred thousand gallons or so. Yeah, you know. But it's completely accidental. They don't plan to do it every no. year in the middle of the summer um, when the lake's at its highest usage and then tell people to stay out of it. Yeah. I mean, our our, our biggest river is, uh, well, it's actually really a creek. They call it a creek, but it's a river, is uh, Otter Creek. And it's one of the very few in the country that flows north. Yep. It does. Yep. Flows north right to Lake Champlain. Yep. We have, I've actually, we've actually gone to the mouth of it where it flows into it. Mm-hmm pretty damn deep it's one of the deepest that this one last section is the deepest section of lake champlain and i didn't i didn't realize how deep it was well, until generally when you have a, a a river or something that flows into a lake that's going to be your deepest section because there's been more underwater erosion kind of shit going on for longer well we used to have some pretty deep sections where we live but now they're just Not like, like that, really shallow um so to try and stop the militia from taking their boat, the crew of the ship would open fire on the militia. Goddamn right, would, boys. And they would actually, on the militia. Uh, yeah, on the militia. Sorry. And they would, let me start that again. To try and stop the militia from taking their boat, the crew of the ship would open fire on the militia, and they would t- end up killing two of them. Fuck them feds. Um, <laughs> so that was kind of like a little bit of a synopsis of the events that led to the capture of the boat. So let's actually jump back and dive into like how you know they got the lead and everything involved into it right so uh now that dr Pediman, who uh was in charge of all this he actually um lied to lieutenant farrington oh shocker who was the you know the head of the militia um by telling him that the crew of the ship was uh, not well armed, which would mean that taking the vessel would actually be easy, which was not really no, the case. It wasn't. Uh, it turns out they they got a little bit more than they bargained for. Before the militia would go and take the boat, though, they were um, docked in uh, North Hero, which is like way kind of, the uh, fuck up. North. Yeah, way 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 up north. It looks um, like a Stephen King town. Yeah, it's a uh, kind of it's an island. In the middle yep. of Lake Champlain. Um, actually, there's a whole series of of islands out there. Yeah, there's quite a few. Yeah. And so they were in North Hero, and they happened to mention to a local man by the name of Peter Martin that they were pursuing the Black Snake. And Martin replied that if they met the smuggler's boat, some of them would be dead by sundown. And if they killed even one of the smugglers, Martin promised to rally 1,000 men to kill all the soldiers stationed in uh, Windmill Point in Alberg. Good. So, yeah. <laughs> Again, fuck them feds. So kind of like, a, you know, hey, if you fucking go after them. This prehistoric ATF bullshit. Fuck these guys. Yes. They, they were a little more uh, upfront about it this, about this time. They were like, you know. Fuck you. This is what They still would have shot your dog. You know, there's no denying that. I don't know. Maybe. But they probably would have got shot themselves. Um, deserved it. I mean. So after rowing up the Winooski, the smugglers commandeered the home of a tenant farmer, then ate and conducted target practice. Two local businessmen who owned the cargo the Black Snake was carrying warned the smugglers that the fly was shadowing them. This businessman. them start that again. The businessmen didn't want the cargo, which was uh, sitting in a Burlington store, loaded aboard the Black Snake for fear that the fly would seize it. One of the businessmen offered the smugglers 10 gallons of rum to, quote, destroy the revenuers. Uh, when the smugglers replied that they were 
uh, short on ammunition, the man offered to provide some. Francis Lagarde, a young man who was, had rode for, from South Hero, arrived later with the same news about the fly's presence and the suggestion that they ambush the soldiers. So pretty much everybody is on the side of the smugglers. Yeah. You know, they don't they don't like the whole idea of you know being told where they can do anything. Like Kevin said, we're a surly bunch. We're a surly bunch, yeah, yeah. we really are. So the next morning the fly's crew paddled up to the Winooski. Seeing the fly approach the smugglers uh leader, Truman Mudget, he uh warned yeah, that name ringing a fucking bell. Huh? Last name is at least. Mudget? Yeah. Like Herman Webster, Mudget, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. H. H. Holmes is who that is, but same yeah. last name. So I'm wondering if there's any kind of relation there. Because he I... is from New Hampshire. So maybe. I don't know. Anyway, he had a fucking good mustache though. Well, how was I mean I guess it's all depend because like this guy, his his last name they said was spelled two different ways, possibly. Because they wrote it as M U D G E T, and then also M U D. I think his is with two T's. I believe his is with two T's. So yeah, it's, I don't know. Whoever knows, it doesn't you know, matter. N- no one knows what the true spelling was. But anyway, um, <clears throat> he warned the Farrington that warned Farrington that thirty men were waiting to defend the uh, boat. The men aboard the fly eventually spotted the black snake beached on the river riverbank and Farrington gave the order to seize it. He said uh no um so this is a quote from uh, Mudget. He says I, I swear by God I will blow the first man's brains out who lands hands on her Mudget declared. Uh fucking right ign- brother. <laughs> ignoring the threat Farrington sent six men with oars to row the black snake uh, so you don't you don't bring an order to a gunfight. That's a mm. bad bad move. The incident might have uh, ended bloodlessly if not for a neighborhood boy, seventeen year old David Sheffield, who had joined with the uh, smugglers after they came up the Winooski. Sheffield uh, was one of those who fired at the fly and was later charged with shooting Private Ellis Drake in the head, killing him instantly. He deserved it. Fuck him. Farrington ordered his two his men to row toward the riverbank, but not to return fire. The soldiers went ashore in search of the smugglers, who were hidden in the thick in, in the thicket. Farrington walked forward, accompanied by three soldiers and a local farmer, uh, ca- local uh, local farmer, Captain John uh, Jonathan Ormsby, a Revolutionary War veteran, who had been urging the lieutenant to be. More uh, forceful with the smugglers. Now, when I saw this name Ormsby, I, I my brain kind of like stopped because you're thinking of Roy Orbison. No, no, okay, I was no, uh, because I think there's, I think it's uh, the place that's the or- Ormsby or something. Ormsby Museum. Yeah. It's somewhere. Uh, yeah, that's ringing a bell. I'm something not sure like exactly that. where it is, but I know it's a thing. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. I know something. It's probably in Burlington. Or isn't that the one? Whoa, what's. Oh, that's the Rokeby, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's up Rokeby Mansion? Yeah, Ro- Yeah. Yeah. No, there was something Ormsby. I don't remember where the. F- I just can't. My, my brain was like, oh, I know this. It's also the Hill and Proctor where the hospital used to be. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. Um, Ormsby Street. Mm. Not that anybody listening to this is going to give a shit about that, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's approximately three people that listen to this podcast on a regular basis that'll go, "I know right where that road is." Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that's the not the only place. Uh, I kind of had a little bit of a deja vu with it because I was uh, down in Springfield, yep, Vermont, and uh, I had to go. I was going out to a customer. Um, I had to like climb up from like the center of Springfield up a hill and right. anyway, well, and I got to like, uh, this one spot where it kind of like flattens back out and it reminded me of that whole area oh, where, oh, uh, yeah, where the hospital was. Cause it, you know, it's, uh, kind of like wide open. Yeah. Kind of like, there's like, you know, you, 
uh, some wherever it was was the how was like the the hospital, but then there was like, you know, you could kind of configure. Hey, there was like maybe the houses around it for the doctors or whatever. But this was kind of like the same thing, and I'm wondering if, um, the Springfield Hospital. I wouldn't be surprised. Was up there at one time. My dad was one of the last people to be born at the hospital in Proctor. Oh, nice. Yep, one of the last batches hmm. hatched there. So. Yeah. Yep. So, um, the the militiamen they eventually encountered a pair of smugglers standing by uh, the punt gun. And as oh, the punt guns are fucking awesome, yeah, it's a. I'm, I don't know if you're gonna get into it or not. No, but. actually, I was. I knew that you would. Uh... So a punt gun is basically a giant fucking shotgun that they used to use to like they would hunt waterfowl with them. Um, and it had like a you know like a six or eight foot barrel. Like it oh, took a yeah. whole fucking boat and you loaded that motherfucker with everything and gunpowder and you just touched it off and you could kill an entire flock of waterfowl. With yeah. It. I'm assuming they would probably also do a number on people. Probably. But, you know, it wasn't designed to kill people. It was designed to kill ducks. Uh, so as but, Yeah, just a giant, big-ass shotgun. So as the soldier, soldiers neared, one of the uh, smugglers urged the other to fire the large gun. They sh- uh, The shot killed Ormsby and the soldier beside him, Private Asa Marsh. Probably and killed the sur- other six fucking people behind him, too. No, no. Uh, just uh, the... Uh, to I mentioned, and it seriously wounded Farrington. Now, I do have to say this, full disclosure, I did read another article, which I'm, I gotta say I kind of have to go with this one. I believe it actually, um, the number was up to, um, like four people dead, more than four people dead, because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, they're talking like three um, because they said that Farrington died. Um, he was one of the two that got I got killed. Right. Um, not Ormsby and the private, or you know, it was one of those two that didn't die. It was actually Farrington. Okay. But I don't know. You know, it's one of those it's lost of those, to history yeah, exactly, type thing. Nobody fucking knows. Um. And it also said that. Um. Oh, this is the other part. So, it did say that Farrington was killed by, but not by the smugglers. He was actually killed by friendly fire. And during the not exchange, surprising. and that there was a bystander that was, you know, looking on. Is that kind of like a bystander? Huh? Is that, is that kind of like a bystander? What did I say? Bystander. Oh. Yep. Nope. I meant a bystander. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted uh, to clarify. It was pretty... Pretty confident, but I was like, you know, maybe. Maybe he meant to say that. I did mean to say bystander. Yep. Yeah, I don't know where the hell that came from. Anyway, um, so they, uh, he got killed as well, the bystander, um, in the crossfire. So those are the two men, according to this other article. Okay. Uh, so, but I don't really know. Doesn't matter. There's just... Some guys that got killed from the militia. Yeah. Now, seeing that there was no hope for uh, recapturing their vessel and realizing that the immensity of their crime, the outlaw crew members uh, ran for their lives and headed to for Canada. The U.S. government wouldn't have any of this shit, and they're not going to let it go. They would put a $100 bounty on their heads, and within a matter of days, they were in custody. Three weeks later, four of the smugglers were on trial for murder. The first rec- uh, recorded murder case heard before the Chittenden County Court. Now, we, we really did not fuck around with that whole, like, speedy trial thing back in the day. No. Now with speedy trial, it means you're going to sit in jail for a couple years, then you'll go, and then you'll sit in jail for a little bit yep. longer, then you'll be sentenced. That, back then, they were like, don't you take him to jail, right to the fucking courthouse. Fuck him, hang him, let's do it. It was like a four-hour process. Yeah. I mean, it was just like, uh, hey, you know... Within weeks, we're or whatever, we're gonna fucking get your ass in there. Mm-hmm. Um. So two of the smugglers, William Noakes and Slocum Clark, um, escaped. It is believed that the two men, uh, would uh, later would be found dead, but that's n- not confirmed because mm-hmm. now, who knows? 
the Black Snake crew members, as well as uh, Sheffield and Lagarde, uh, Lagarde, I'm sorry, uh, were tried and sentenced to serve time. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me start that again. Black Snake crew members, Sheffield and uh, Ledgard, were tried and sentenced to serve time in the newly built Windsor Prison, which was built um, after the local jail in Burlington proved uh, too porous to hold anyone determined to escape. Now they just let him out of jail in Burlington. Yeah. Oh, you, you molested a kid? Fuck it. Get out of, you know, back on the streets. You're fine. You've clearly learned your lesson. Hop out. Yeah. So it th- is it is disconcerting how many child molesters and child rapists that get released in Burlington, mm-hmm. like back onto the streets. Well, this is not directly into a fucking helicopter blade. Yeah. Where they should be. Release them into the lake in the middle of it. True. Uh, so this is actually the second time we've actually mentioned the Windsor prison. The first time we mentioned it was um, during one of Kevin's uh episodes where oh, he talked Alice about the Alice Meeker trial. That was yeah. a Patreon episode. Patreon.com oh. forward slash dark windows podcast. Five dollars a month. You can go back and listen to that one. Oh yes. Mid episode ad break. There we go. Uh so speaking of which Oh yeah. I'm I'm fucking going rambling on. You always fucking do. It's like you forget that we've had to put ads in here for the last like yes. five years. Well okay so we'll take a break now. <laughs> we'll come back and we'll finish this. Fuck God damn <laughs> It's like working with kids, dude. All right, let's finish this up. All right. So Samuel Mott, who had fired the punt gun, was fortunate not to be executed for his crime. He was convicted of murder, but because of a uh, procedural error, he was his conviction was actually vacated, and he had to face a uh, retrial. So uh, Cyrus. No, keep that in mind, okay? He he was uh, being retried. Yeah. So, uh, Cyrus Dean, who had urged Mott to fire, uh, came to trial at this point. And he was convicted of murder and publicly executed in Burlington. Nice. Yeah. So, he was probably got that lung drop, sudden stop, you know. No, they draw and corded him, but just his balls. Just ripped him off with a horse. Oh, yeah, that suck, him? huh? Think I kill him? Oh yeah, dude, that's a lot of blood loss. Okay, you rip your dick and balls off with a horse? Yeah, I don't think that. Well, he didn't. He didn't rape anybody. I don't care. It's a great way to do shit. <laughs> Jesus, we ought to bring that back. Like, listen, you guys start doing stupid shit, ripping your dicks off. Okay, pulling uh, it out by the root, just yeah. unplugging that motherfucker. Yes, but they're gonna be like. That's not humane. I don't give a fuck. You can't do that. I don't give a fuck. You hurt kids or animals. You you lose your right to fucking a humane and, execution. So, but the problem is, is everybody always thinks that you know, well, it was, it having the public executions and everything actually stopped the crimes. They never fucking stopped nothing. No, it gave you it gave you a reason to get out on a fucking Friday with your family. I mean, it's it, like going to a movie. Yeah, I mean, they didn't. People were, went and watched. You know, during the Revolutionary War, or hell, even the Civil War. Yeah, they people, go watch the war. Yeah, they went and watched. That's, that wasn't a new thing then, either. Like, I mean. The Hundred Years' War, they brought their wives with them so they could watch from the fucking sidelines. Like, it yeah. was, you know. I mean, but uh, uh, because there was, you know, it was something um, glorious about it. And something to do. But. Instead of what, sitting around getting fucking tuberculosis all the time. But, I mean, it kind of changed during the Civil War, though, because people really saw because they were uh, people... you didn't have much choice but to see it you know when they're fighting on your goddamn backyard well you know not as much i mean what what really brought it to to light was um uh what was his name uh brady he um he actually took footage yeah i know of the battlefields yeah. but and... i mean also when you're literally fighting in your back fucking 40 you kind of well, see it happening i mean that wasn't the first war we fought in the back 40 of no. anybody's house i mean Jesus Christ, we had people, we had war, you know, the 1812, we had uh, Revolutionary War, French and Indian War. I mean, you were fighting in people's backyards. French and Indian War was more of a guerrilla war than, like, That's true. you know. That is true. But, also, it wasn't a Revolutionary War, for the most the part. The Revolutionary War, you could be, out, you know, getting ready to go out and fucking plow your fields, and all of a sudden, here come the goddamn British, you know. And they didn't Very give true. a fuck about your crop. They were going to yeah. fight there one way or the other. 
Yeah, true. I would have left the corn high and let my you know, let my boys hide there. Yeah, you know? I mean, but anyway, just really so dick these guys down a little bit. Yeah. So the whole mis there's a whole that whole misconception about how people think that you know if uh, if we brought back you know public execution it would stop things. It's not going to because no, it's it's a pay per view you know, event though. I mean, sorta. I mean, people were. Like, I would buy a streaming service for it. Yeah, but six the, bucks a month, sure. Why not? I mean, there were still people that you know, when when they would get hanged, that uh, you know they, they they didn't die real quick. Yeah, I know that's kind of the point. It was the spectacle of the whole thing to go watch it. Yeah, but it wasn't though. I mean, people you weren't you didn't want to go see someone you know sit there and choke to death. Yes, they did. People uh, people people tend to think that like we were more civilized back in the day. No, we were fucking animals. You're trying to tell me that that we went there to the Coliseum for the sport of watching a man fight a tiger? No, we went there to watch that guy get fucking eaten alive. Because it was fun. I don't know. I guarantee it. I you don't know. It, did, it doesn't go on for that long with people cheering for fucking days at a time because you want a, you want you want a good sporting match between a man and a goddamn bear. Maybe so you, you do. go and watch because you want to see somebody get killed. Or you don't want to see somebody get killed. You want to see them kill the bear. You want to bullshit. See... I call it bullshit. Hey, you know what? We're a fucking disgusting species, and we would there, see there. See here. Here's where. How many hours have you spent watching gore videos of people being decapitated with chainsaws and shit? You didn't do it because you wanted to see a boxing match. You did it because you wanted to see somebody get killed. No, I want to see how it actually happened. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. I want your be curiosity is peaked, and you go, "Oh, I wonder how that actually works." I wanted to see, like, I was like, "Hey, you know, it'd be kind of interesting." Of course, you know, seeing someone fight a bear that'd be kind of cool. I'd like to see them kill the bear. No, but they got. Killed, I want to see them. Like, I want to see them get fucked up by a see, bear. See, that's see. You're one side of the spectrum. I'm the other. You're side. You're on the fucking spectrum. If you think we weren't doing this for fun, <laughs> I'm telling you that there's. See, now uh, it don't matter. Anyway, so. He, Dean got publicly executed, okay? And Dean seemed to uh, understand the injustice of his sentence. Standing on the scaffold, he kicked uh, his hat into his grave, which was just below. And then he spat onto his uh, awaiting coffin. He was hanged before a large crowd, but probably not because it was reported that it was probably like 10,000 yeah, people. There wasn't fucking 10,000 people in the state at that point. But, it's, I mean, it probably wasn't that much. It was probably, like, maybe, I don't know, a couple hundred, if that. Uh, that number uh, was, pro- at that time, so the 10,000 number that was put out was actually, like, ten, uh, six times the entire population of Burlington yeah. at the time. So Dean's hanging may have uh, traumatized the community so much that when Mott was uh, retried, he was actually uh, convicted of only manslaughter and imprisoned. We've been fucking soft from the start. <laughs> well, hey. Um, so, uh, let's see. The men that uh, all received jail sentences, sentences and were sent to the Windsor prison, uh, they would later <clears throat> receive pardons and later be uh, let out of prison. This would bring an end to the first murder trial in Vermont that came from what would uh, would be known as the Black Snake Affair. Uh, the man that was in charge of these trials was a, na- a guy by the name of Royal uh, Tyler. Originally, his name was William Clark Tyler, and he was born in July 18th of 1757 in Boston and died August 26, 1826 in Brattleboro. Uh, he was a U.S. lawyer, teacher, uh, and a uh, dramatist. And he was also the author of um, uh, American of the first American comedy called The Contrast, which was in 1787. I'd also say, fair bet, he may have been a pompous douche changing his name to Royal. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he didn't like the name William. Oh, but Royal is much better. Hey. I don't know. So after graduating from Harvard University, which explains it all. <laughs> Called it. <laughs> Tyler served in the U.S. Army. He later became a lawyer. Uh, it was 
this man that was put in charge of the trial. At this time, he was not a lawyer. He was actually a Supreme Justice in Vermont. The trial was not only popular, but it was also politically controversial. Before he would proceed, the Vermont Supreme Court um, had to convene in a grand jury that and hand down an indictment. As an example of the political controversy surrounding the case, Ethan Allen Jr., who if most people don't know, Ethan Allen was... Furniture maker. No. He ne- well, was he? Uh, there's a furniture company named after him. He may have been. He was also a drunk that didn't get off the canoe. Yeah. Well, he uh, he was a guy that came up from Massachusetts and kind of him and his brother, uh, Ira. And another guy by the name of Seth Williams. Yeah. Well, Ira was a bad motherfucker. Ira turned out to be the more. Um, uh, how can I say? Uh, likable. Of the of the of the two brothers, yeah, because that... him and him and Williams were the ones that went in and actually like yeah. nailed fucking wigs to the wall in Fort Ticonderoga. Yeah, because like actually, um, after the fact of everything going on, um, Ira would actually end up building quite a few places. Yeah. In uh, in like the um Manchester Arlington. Uh, also named two towns after him. What? We have Ira and Irisburg. Yeah. Yep. I think, well, maybe. I don't know. I, who, who the fuck else are you going to name him after? I don't know. The guy you used to work with at the, the dealership that fell asleep in people's cars? I no. don't know, man. I, he ain't hey. that cool. So, uh, Ethan Allen Jr., who is the son of Ethan Allen, uh, when interviewed to become a jurist on the grand jury, referred to the smugglers as, quote, heroes. The embargo of 18, 1807 had angered many of Vermonters who saw the law as government interference that caused a loss of income for cash-strapped Vermonters. The law that had uh, had cost some Vermonters their livelihood had now cost four of them their lives. Yeah. Uh, the murder trial uh, riveted public attention and political tempers flared. Now... This was not the only smuggling going on. This was not like one of the only smuggling incidents in Vermont. Right. Surprise, surprise. Um, on an earlier, uh, on an earlier summer, uh, in eighteen o eight, in an early summer in eighteen o eight, in uh, Isle Lamont, which is up by um, North Hero, like a yeah, it's it northeast those, corner of the yeah. state. The state militia seized a giant log raft covering two square acres and valued at a staggering $25,000. Big-ass raft. Yeah. Uh, the raft was being piloted toward Canada. The smugglers responded by gathering a mob of roughly 60 local men, offering to divide $800 among them for their efforts, and returned a couple of nights later to retake the raft. It was an easier task than you might think. The smugglers had pers- uh, persuaded or bribed one of the uh, soldiers guarding the raft to steal lead shot from the militia unit's stores and give them to the smugglers. Yeah. I mean, it's um, easy to persuade somebody when you jam a bayonet up their ass, too. So, Well, I don't think they had to do much of that. I th- Wouldn't have hurt. <laughs> um, but I'm pretty sure they didn't. I'm pretty sure it was, hey, Johnny. You know, why don't you want to give me some of that and I'll give you, you know, some rum or whatever. And they're like, eh, fuck it. Sure. What do I have to, you know, lose about it? So um, once the smugglers recaptured the raft and began to row away, soldiers opened soldiers opened fire on them. The smugglers shot back and for about an hour and a half, the two sides traded shots. Both soldiers uh, rate of fire. But I'm sorry. But the soldiers' rate of fire was much slower than the smugglers. Because of the missing ammunition, the soldiers first had to melt lead and <laughs> mold musket balls before shooting. Right. So they could, you know, they were like, "Hold on, hold on, stop there. Wait, wait. <laughs> Don't Fucking go. hold up. We got to load, dude. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. I, I, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> come on. We're floating away. Looking at their watches and shit. Like, come on, man. Yeah. I get crops to harvest. Get your ass going. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, 
So that's my historical topic for the week, the Black Snake Affair. Just kind of uh, was something I didn't know anything about. And it's something I'm not sure I still know anything about, to be honest. Because <laughs> it's very confusing. There's a lot of moving parts there. Like what? Like, who actually got fucking killed? What were they actually smuggling? Why were they being stopped? There's a lot of a lot of weird shit that happens there. Well, they didn't get actually, they didn't get stopped. You they know got, what I mean. Well, they got raided because they were they were told that there is smugglers smuggling something because they knew the militiamen knew that they that boat was a smuggling boat. Right. You know, it was well known. Fucking ye old ATF shows up and and then ruins you know, the day like they always do. Between two and four possibly guys got shot and killed. And then um, we scared everybody with a public hanging, which is and then sad. But and then the guys you know, escaped. Two of them actually did escape, but they possibly ended up dead later. Not, there's no real record of it. Um, you got, you know, these other guys that got caught. I don't know. One ends up, two of them end up going to jail in Windsor for sure. One gets tried, has a mistrial basically. Yep. Gets, you know, so then has to wait and have a retrial. But they can't retry him until they try this other guy who they end up finding you're guilty. And because you egg this other guy on, you're going to hang for it. Right. So, and they were like, you know what? We're going to do a one-stop shop here. We're going to fucking hang your ass, cut the fucking rope. You're going to land in the gut. You're going to you're gonna hang. We're going to cut the rope. You're going to go down the fucking coffin. We're going to put the lid on. Throw dirt on your ass, and then we're going to take the fucking... And of know. course, that wouldn't have worked the way they wanted it to either, because it never does. You know. Hey, I Because a body, when it falls with no fucking you know, muscular system to really stop it, it just kind of crumples, and they would have... And then you got to fuck with a body, and, you know... And they're probably okay with that, because they're probably just going to fucking... Or they just fucking be like, well, whatever, looks good. Yeah. Throw dirt on his ass. <laughs> so then you know that other guy gets tried again and because people are like oh my gosh you know this is our first shit that we have to deal with because we were a bunch of fucking softies back then too we were like well we can't hang this one that was that was bad well i mean our first time in this state having to deal with something like that you know you don't really you're like oh man i mean eventually you know fucking we, shoot him who cares eventually we kind of became old hack with it i guess i mean in Vermont, in Rutland County, we see. I think there was only like ever one hanging. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, and it was they they uh they actually killed the wrong guy. <laughs> Sounds about like Rutland County. Yeah, yeah. I I actually I was uh at the court at a courthouse, and I was actually reading up on the they had a whole uh kind of like a mural about the hanging. And it was a, uh, it was about, so, uh, like, where they call our downtown in Rutland. Yep. At actually, at one time, was not the downtown. Um, it was no, the, the downtown. green is. The downtown was. was up on the hill. Yeah. Um, because it was by a fort at the time. That's yeah. where, you know, the downtown was, is because there was a fort there. So, I mean. My, you, my it, grandmother grew up in the old jail in Rutland, because. Actually, she owned the house after her parents died because my mom remembers playing in the basement where they still had prison cells. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. So they – um, anyway, so that the – kind of downtown was moving down there because the railroad yeah. w- w- had come in and it was picking up more and more business. Yeah. Well, businesses were like, well, hey. God forbid you travel a thousand feet downhill to get to the fucking train tracks. I mean, well, businesses were like, hey, you know, we got to take advantage of this shit. Yeah. So let's set up some stuff. So there happened to be um, a jeweler that set up his shop there. And the thing said he was Jewish, which, whatever, it doesn't make a difference. Um, It might. It might. (laughs) Well, it doesn't. That's the reason they hung him. It might. No, they didn't hang him. That's what I'm saying, is if that's the reason they were after him, it might make a difference. Um, So they... He actually ended up getting killed, and the person that they blamed it on, because of the period of time 
uh, you know, not wasn't also because they, they saw him near him, I guess, or whatever. It was a black guy. Yeah. Um, and they ended up trying him, found him guilty, and they brought him to what they refer to as Hangman's Hill, which turns out they only executed one fucking yeah. person, which well, yeah. was him. Hangman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not Hangman's Hill. Hangman's Hill is just the one. And according, I guess, from what I hear from people that lived in Rotland, Hangman's Hill was a goddamn good sled. It was a hell of a place to sled. Yeah. From what I hear. Yeah. But I also hear that um, the house across the road from it is pretty fucking haunted. I don't know. Uh, I was, I've never been to Rotland. I couldn't tell you. From uh, this guy that uh, I used to work with was telling me about how um, that he'd known somebody that lived there or whatever and they were like yeah weird shit happens and <laughs> it's like holy fuck damn so yeah uh so yeah that's so that's the black snake affair and uh i hope everybody liked it also well since since we've already done it why not do it again patreon.com forward slash dark windows podcast it's five dollars a month it gets you access to our entire back catalog of uh of patreon episodes it also gets you all the new stuff that comes out weekly five bucks isn't too bad and you get you get stickers too i don't tell you that up front but i wait till you sign up then i send you stickers you know um <clears throat> and you can also go over to studio.com grab yourself some headphones earbuds or a kick-ass bluetooth speaker put in dark windows 15 at checkout to get yourself 15 percent off your entire order you can find us on Facebook at Dark Windows Podcast. There's a group. There's also a Dark Windows Podcast page where you can go over there and leave us a review. And if you leave us a good review with a topic in it, we will push that to the top of the list because we are more than willing to pander. I know. For, you know, uh, our people. Validation, I guess. Sure. Okay. (laughs) I like mine was our people, but, you know, whatever. Um, Yeah. Also over on Instagram at Dark Windows Pod, we post there once a week with whatever we're doing, and that's about it. Kevin, just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Good one. Good one.